Sorry for the delay there. I know we're a few minutes late, but one of these fine gentlemen had to pee. <laughs> Which one? You'll find out momentarily. It's Clay Travis and Buck Sexton of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Guys, we're live streaming. I've got tequila here. We were going to try it. I know you wanted the Bud Light. You wanted the Bud I, Light. I feel it suits me, my personality perfectly. Did you see the statement that the Bud Light CEO put out I'm literally pour like 10 while minutes you ago? I'm the statement. It is the most bland. Uh, I read it to Buck as we were rushing over here. It is the most, we acknowledge that we have screwed up on an epic level, <laughs> but we're just going to try to put every buzzword we can think of into a statement on Friday afternoon to try to put this thing to bed. And I don't think it's going to work because I, I'm curious on your, Buck and I have been yeah. talking about this, but there are, by the way, thank you. Yeah, here cheers. You go. Cheers, cheers, guys. Good to cheers. see you. We are doing. Congratulations. Oh, you yeah. made it to oh, Friday afternoon, oh, everybody. It's five o'clock somewhere. There you go. Um, that oh, is, let good. me just say, that is uh, Grand Coromino. I that just picked nice. it up. I've never uh, had this before. We were drinking Casa Dragones last night, which I'm just going to throw out there is our preferred Do you tequila. know that tequila? I love because Casa Our boss is the founder. Is so, that right? Yeah. Bob Pittman, yeah. the owner of iHeart. That is yeah. his tequila. So, Wait, were you drinking the Hoven? I, I almost, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That's what we had last night. I almost want to be like the guy in Jerry Maguire who's like, I'm sorry, little man. I can't sign those cards. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Sign, Ask you know. Phoenix. We, they had the Hoven at the place. I will tell you. So it's like three fifty a bottle. I will not, tell I'm not you, running the uh, money. Well, you guys, when you own you know. the company, uh, I think. But uh, the, the waiter came and he was like, uh, you know, trying to explain the different flavors. It was funny. And I said, yeah, you know, he owns the company. Yeah. So just whatever he and of course says, the waiter was like, order. like kind of was like, haha. Then yeah. it, they were like, no, 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 like he actually legitimately owns the company. Owns the company. <laughs> that so that is, is a baller move yeah. to is, own your own tequila company. I never, wow. had, I, I thought I was a tequila drinker. I never had Hoven before, which is a blend between some añejo yeah. and another. It's almost like the way they blend wines. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. So that was a wow. new exciting thing you for us last night. You worked for the Casa Dragones. Yeah, it's pretty badass. But so the Bud Light thing we were talking, we've been talking about it certainly all week to me what is kind of opened a lot of people's eyes is there are a ton of men who identify as women that are famous right in the trans yes. community yeah there is virtually no one who is a woman who identifies as a man and so what i think a lot of people have started to ask the question of is why is that and how did it become so commonplace and acceptable for for instance a man who identifies as a woman to be in charge of selling Nike sports bras, right, right. which really is insulting to women in many respects. And right? yet, if Clay and I were hired to sell lingerie, <laughs> you for example, you, you know, people would say like, oh, maybe work out more, or get a tan or something. And it's like, excuse yeah, me, yeah. how about some body positivity for the radio hosts out here? You know do what I mean? Guys, no doubt. Do you guys find, because you're doing a daily thing like me, and every morning I'm going through the stories, and it's just more of this trans BS, and I don't care, I truly, yeah, yeah. as an no, adult, no. So, live however you want to live, wear whatever you right. want to wear. But see, we, we talk about this, because yeah. some of the audience will come at us with this, and what we always say is, you don't understand, they, the left, cares about this so much. We're not focusing yes. on this. This isn't, you know, they say about AOC, for example. They say, like, why does everyone on the right so give her so much attention and things else? And, like, I think there's a, she's one member of Congress. She has a big social media footprint. But we, we like to talk about AOC yeah. in general. She makes it, it make, makes for, for good. Yeah. Or yeah. we were sad. The View hasn't said anything really <laughs> dumb in, like, a week. We didn't cover the and news. And we're like, excuse me. They haven't said anything. We, have, well, which is we really have needs here. We yeah. need The View yeah. to say something historically, you know, illiterate or absurd. Um, but, you know, the left, they're, they're passing these laws. We talked about one today. They're passing laws at the state level 
that are going to shield, uh, shield is what they're calling it, but effectively prevent kids from having their parents notified if they run away from home, say they are transgender and want to have transgender yeah. affirmation in Washington now, they're about to sign it. You, it so, so if your 16-year-old, your 14-year-old runs away from home, obviously having you know, mental health issues and problems to begin with, and says that he or she is trans, the state doesn't notify the parents. Psychotic. So I can say without, you know I mean? without equivocation, that's absolutely psychotic. What Flor you know, Florida is now passing this thing that if you are a doctor that does this to yeah, underage it should kids, be. Uh, you're gonna lose your medical license. I am completely fine with that, 100%. I get that thing, I get that thing. Like, I mean it on a personal note. If you're over 18 and you want to wear whatever you want to wear, and, and I suppose over 18, look, you want to do whatever you want to do with your body, like, go ahead. But that's kind of been the way it is for a long time, yeah. right? The new stuff yeah. is really, about kids. the new stuff is the kids, the sports competition. It, it's the, they have pushed this into this new realm, right? Yeah. I mean, it was, it's, and it's really no longer about politeness. It started with sort of the pronoun stuff and that became fashionable, but this has really been rolled out as a campaign. Well, do you think that because of the, the way now, especially with this, uh, Riley, what's her name? Uh, Riley Gaines, uh, Riley Gaines is doing a phenomenal work. Incredible stuff, but do you think now it's like so freaking well, obvious how evil they've become? Yeah, that I maybe think so. turn the sports people? What, you, what I would hear for a long time, because I saw this coming, right? Yeah. Uh, do you remember, and I, this, we've talked about this on the show this week, but do you remember when John McEnroe got crushed for saying that Serena Williams would be like oh. the 700th best men's yeah. tennis player? Which she said herself on Letterman and like she, a decade and ago. And probably would be like the 70,000th best, right? Like there's <laughs> right. a big difference between elite tennis players, male versus female. She actually went as far to say it was a different sport Correct. altogether. She said Correct. male tennis and female tennis are different sports. So they started arguing, that was the beginning of this, that yeah. there's not really very much difference between men and women when it comes to athletic performance, which yeah. is laughably absurd. And then they started saying, well, it's not going to be a very big deal. Why do you care if a man identifies as a woman? And I think the Leah Thomas situation, and we were actually talking about this in the car, when Leah Thomas, Will Thomas, decides to become Leah Thomas and wins an NCAA championship, and Riley Gaines swim against yeah. uh, the Leah Thomas, and you see them standing side by side, and you've got like a five foot eight woman, which is a tall woman, yeah. next to a six foot three man, uh, biologically, with monster hands, monster feet. Like, these are not similar-sized athletes. He still has a penis. Correct. And was able to use the women's locker room, and the women were just supposed to treat that as if it were normal. Yeah. That's Wait, where it moves. My, sorry to interrupt, but you want to know my, my director, Connor, his theory on the penis, why yeah. he kept the penis? He's using it as a propeller. <laughs> I don't know if that's it. Uh, well, I could actually argue that the aerodynamics of this go against him in <laughs> that one area. I'm not a scientist. I'm just I'm saying, just, I, I, I know about drag, a different kind of drag, but like the drag in water. Oh, that's good. Thank that's you. Good. I, do I, I, did a, uh, I did a joke and I, I deleted it, but I was like, when Leah Thomas won the 500 meter, I was like, celebrates by twirling penis like a uh, like a windmill. Like, imagine, imagine, you know, like just we, get the little helicopter. We do going. a show together. I love it. He still says things on a regular basis. I'm like, oh my god, can we say that? And Clay well, first off, does not care. You realize Let's how, it rip. You realize how stupid Twitter has become that you had to delete that tweet, but now you can just announce the tweet right here. Like, yeah. That's well, how I, I, I'm disappointed is. in myself because sometimes you know, like you're driving in a car and you're like, uh, you know, celebrates by twirling his penis like a uh, like a helicopter. Um, and I was like, ah, oh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll delete this just because I don't want to create a huge stir if I'm about to go to dinner, yeah. right? Like, I'm like, it's Friday, I'm going to go to dinner, and maybe they'll clip this and it'll be a huge stir. But, yeah. like, if you have a penis and you're in the women's locker room, for almost all of recorded human history, you would be arrested. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And now it's supposed to be celebrated. And so I think to, to the point here, we've moved from let's be tolerant 
to we're now going to exclude women from actually being able to be involved in women's on, athletics. On the tweet yeah. before dinner or tweet vacation thing. Oh yeah, this I'm happened always, to Buck. Yeah. So I, I was visiting my now wife, then fiance, actually no, it wasn't my fiance yet, but I was visiting her in Asheville, North Carolina, which I'd never been to before. And you ever been to Asheville, North Carolina? I think it's a fun is, spot. Maybe it's, I did a show there with Jordan. You ever been to Northampton, Massachusetts? Yeah, no. Oh, okay. No. Well, I'm trying to. These are I, like I don't very leave Florida anymore, and I have no recollection of my life in Florida. Not. Look at this. So it's New York City, you got LA, yeah, I was Florida. in Fort Lauderdale so, last week. There's so, a, but if you took uh, like Berkeley, California, yeah. if okay, you took Berkeley it. and you put it in, you know, the mountains of the Carolinas, essentially, yeah. you'd have you'd have Asheville. And, and I just, I was like, oh man, I didn't even, I wasn't even trying to start It was Memorial Day weekend. It was Memorial Day week. Oh no, uh, 4th of July Fourth weekend. 4th of July weekend. 4th of July weekend. And I was, I'm always like, don't tweet on vacation. Don't tweet yeah, on yeah, vacation. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, the swarms of lunatics come after you and then, you know, you're not paying attention to the beautiful sunset and the meal and everyone else. You're like, oh, like I'm going to crush you. You're like, you go <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah. I just said there are more, I said, this is kind of surprising, something like that. There are more people wearing masks here than in New York City. And this is like summer 20, this is this past, this past summer, this yeah. past 4th of July. I was like, look, I'm a little surprised by this. Look, they went, they went oh, man. wild over I got this. my phone they, out. He was the number one trending subject in America. I was like, what did he do? I'm I was on the beach just hanging out. I'm I was trying like, to hang out with my future in-laws and just be like a cool guy. My phone's getting blown up. And it was the, the, the Charlotte Observer wrote a news article about it. Like right-wing radio host sneers at Asheville. Like it went all crazy. I'm sitting there like. Why? Oh, because it's because it's crazy blue there. And they just, they were even all, last summer. They had masks required in a lot of stores. They had all the clerks and all the stores, all the employees and 95 masks, every single one of them it is 80 degrees outside the summer of 2022 and they're all wearing n95 and a lot of them were double mask. anyway so so don't don't it's like don't drink and drive don't tweet and vacation because you never know when something's gonna whenever you do something you think is just sort of you can chill out is when actually everyone comes after you and, and i'll, I'll you also say that that's totally true and i feel like almost nothing lasts we were talking about this um on the show during one of the commercial breaks trump got arrested and had to be arraigned on Tuesday. Yeah. And I feel like that story is completely it's gone, gone now. A it's week later, gone. it's like nobody even cares that this had never happened in the 240-year history of our country. Do you guys, and, and it's crazy how quickly the news cycle means. Do you ever feel that we're just basically in like the show must go on version of democracy at this point? This like, is like it, a simulation or something? Yeah, like someone well, else is watching it? it's just the show. So it's like, you're right. We forget, It literally happened a week ago. People go crazy for three days. Then we're talking about yes. trans, this, the other thing. And then they boot the next hearing to December. So it's like, oh, they're just telling us That's season right. two is coming, so, so let's I just think, keep playing. I think we're in a world now where, and, and Trump, the whole Trump era made this much more apparent. You never are punished for the wildest exaggeration as long as it got clicks and served your team, right? So there's nothing you can say that is too crazy as long as it is within the ideology that you support, yeah. you know, meaning for, you know, people on the left is anti-Trump stuff. I mean, take examples of this, like there are people who are not only gainfully employed, but after all the Russia stuff, they are more famous, more, famous. more, yeah. more and, and you, you have, you've had guys who have come out and said that, that, uh, that the January 6th riot was worse than 9-11, worse than Pearl Harbor. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that in a sane world, people be like, that person should never be on my show. TV, no one should listen to him. I think we should do a wellness check on him. And instead, they're like, oh, we need to make this guy a contributor. So what we do we do actually... about those people? Because you guys are doing a similar thing on a daily basis as me, and I'm playing the clips from The View and yeah. all the stupid shit on MSNBC and the liars on CNN. And yes, we do it all every week. I can do it. You know, they lied about this. They lied about that. Maddow and masks. You know, like just everything that they do. 
but they don't get fired and they don't go away and they do get promoted and they end up working at the White House and everything like should we be ignoring them at some level like I think it's it's such a good question and my theory is the news cycle moves so fast that there's no reckoning and and COVID is a perfect example we keep hammering on this not one Democrat mayor or uh, elected statewide official lost his or her job getting everything wrong about COVID for multiple years. Cuomo lost his job for grabbing some woman across the years belly ago. or the tummy <laughs> yeah. like years right, ago, right. but yeah. shoving you know elderly people by fiat into nursing homes full of COVID and calling for a million ventilators yeah. gets a $5 million book advance. I mean, in some ways that's actually the most perfect encapsulation right, like of that's what the, we're seeing. Like that's the most like obviously, but that, the idea that someone voted for Gretchen Whitmer after she She won comfortably. Yeah, but after she literally told people, do not go outside and garden. You know, I sent from crazy LA, I sent people seeds in the mail, fans, <laughs> I kid you not, to Michigan because they yeah. couldn't. Were they, they, were they certified non-GMO? You you not not, not Monsanto? Your ability to go into uh, stores in Michigan and what you could buy, yeah. and yeah. there were no consequences. And so this, this kind of goes to, to larger context. I feel like so many people have made up their mind that it's almost impossible to get anything to occur to get people to change their minds. Another, we, we've been, you know, there's the stuff where, like, we make fun of The View and it's great fun and they deserve it. And, you know, The View, those ladies are all making millions of dollars to be idiots and they think they're great and they go to the cocktail parties in the Upper West Side and, you know, that's all, all, all fair. And then there are the things we talk about sometimes where there's, there's just a bit of shock and, and there's sadness at how, how this is going to play out, right? Yeah. There's, and, and what just happened in Chicago, for example, I mean, you know, you yeah, and I, you grew yeah. up in New York City too, right? Yeah, you were there yeah, in the yeah. 90s. You remember, yeah. if you, I was told as a kid growing up in New York City by my school, my little Catholic school, to take off my jacket and my tie every day so that it was less likely that I would be beaten and mugged. They would send that letter. That's how common it was. And this is a real thing in New York City. Yeah. We had to have a security guard on the block where I went to school because so many kids had knives pulled out and put up to their throat and their wallets were being taken. Like New York in what, 1991, what was that? 90, that was Upper East Side. Upper East, which Upper East Side, which is like the George fancy, Jefferson. I'm not gonna That's lie, nice. it's a fancy neighborhood, yeah. right? But you know, there was there are neighborhoods that are close by that are not as high income. Anyway. So we've seen what it's like, right? That dystopia, that anarchy. Clay grew up in Nashville. It's amazing, freedom, no taxes. Like everyone's got, everyone's <laughs> like playing. Everyone's shotguns and, and moonshine. He's having a great time. Mr. Miami music. Over yeah, here. I know. He's the one that doesn't but, live in Florida. But here's, <laughs> I told him, you only can dress as Crockett from Miami Vice if you're going to come hang out I, with me. Uh, yeah, this, this, I got crushed for the drink that I got, and I know I'm going to be getting lit up right now for this shirt. But this is a phenomenal shirt. Yeah, it, it is. Um, amazing but, shirt, amazing shirt. But, but so, you know, we see these things that sometimes happen, and... I'm at, one of the things that I think we've lost in this, and you used to have some of this on your show um, in the earlier days when I feel like the left would actually come on and throw down, which is really, I got into this business, I was a CNN contributor for a little while, and I was like, we're gonna fight, right? Like this is the, with ideas, like we're yeah. gonna fight with ideas, and it never happens anymore, there's no debates anymore. Why am I talking about this? One, I think it just makes the media less interesting, but two, Chicago, the mayor's race, what just happened there? Incredible. That's why I was talking Incredible. about New York. Yeah. The highest crime, most violent parts of the city voted the most overwhelmingly for the guy who is going to make the city probably even less safe than it was under Lori Lightfoot, yeah. has all of the wrong ideas, all of the wrong inclinations. I just wish there was someone who could try to represent that side. I, I would actually like to have a real discussion with them. I'd like to have a real, like, please God, make me understand how you don't see that more people are going to be shot in your city, in your neighborhood, 
because of this decision that is so obviously bad. You know, That's I did uh, I did Patrick Bet David's live podcast last week. Yeah, we did yesterday. So I was on with Rudy, and it was. And oh yeah, he was to, talking about yeah. that. You guys got into uh, a debate. Well, yeah. well, we got into Trump DeSantis stuff, yeah. which I want to talk to you guys about. But he said that uh, talking about the crime in New York yeah. City. He said, someone came up to me the other day and said, uh, he said, what does it feel like to have your life's work ruined? And the guy was almost crying as he said it. And then Rudy said something to the effect of, I started tearing up because his life's work of cleaning up that city that, yeah. that you grew up in, that I remember, I grew up in Long Island, but going into the city where my grandparents lived, before Rudy, when it was Dinkins those years and the end of Koch, it was a freaking disaster and disgusting. 2,200 murders in 1991, by the way. They checked it. They fact-checked that on the show. That, that's the year before Rudy, right? Or, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that was or, pre-Rudy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying that was the high watermark. That was the worst year in the history of the city. Over 2,000 murders. Right. So he said someone came up to him and said this, and it, he said it was the first time he really realized. Yeah. Like, holy cow, that place is gone. Well, gone. you guys on either side. So I, you, you're right. Like, I'm, I'm Nashville, you know, Tennessee, born and raised. Uh, I love it. But I think a lot of people who are watching us, listening to us, you are a New York guy. You loved New York City. Yeah. Like you just said, you're born and raised there. You grew up in New York, but then yeah. you really liked L.A. I liked uh, like for a long time. Six and then years finally, were great, and then it just collapsed. It, L.A., the thing with L.A. was it collapsed overnight. It, yeah. was, it was not like a slow. Chicago's been like kind of like a slow thing. L.A. was like great, and then COVID. Wait, so I grew up, we, we talk about this in the show because, you know, I mean, Clay is a different generation, and so I like asking him about <laughs> I'm the what last, it was I'm like. By the way, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, like Clay. you're younger than me. I'm like, Clay, when you were watching. year of Gen X. <laughs> what are you? 79. So, so when Clay I was, was on. 76. What, when what, he was watching. 82. When he was watching. So it's Nash, a big deal. He, yeah. Late at night, when he had his smoking jacket on, you know, he was like Mr. Roper from Three's Company. Like, that was Clay's vibe. But no, obviously we both were kids of the 90s. And we love we love 90s. He makes music. a big deal about me being uh, a different generation. What's so. also fun is some people don't hear the actual age difference. They're just like, you need to you need to stop making fun of Clay for being old. I get occasional email. I'm like, no, no, you don't understand the joke. Anyway, um, what was I even saying about this? Now, what were we talking about? Generationally, about? like the, the the difference of you guys made the decision, and this is the big. This is what oh, I think is going to echo LA. For but keep years. going, LA. You finally said, I can't do LA. Yeah. You finally said, can't I New can't York. do New York City. You both now are in Florida. And that's happening in Tennessee. That's happening in Texas. I don't think we're going to see the full impact for a decade, but I think it's fundamentally it's a different reset country. the entire uh, fabric there's, of the there's country. No, there's no question. It's, Are you it's guys a hopeful country. for the for the country? Well, can point? I just on yeah. the LA thing, and then we yeah, come yeah. back to hopeful for the country, just yeah. because for, because you lived out there. I actually thought about moving out there um, like maybe seven seven years ago, uh, six seven years ago. Uh, so I spent some time out there. I grew up in a '90s where, to me, as a New York City kid who loved New York City. L.A., the beach, that was like yeah. the ultimate promised land. Like, the, you know, all the Hollywood stuff. Beverly Hills, the, the beautiful yeah. women, yeah. the yeah. surfers. Yeah. I want. I don't even surf. And I watch Point Break, and I'm like, I want to be a surfer like these cool guys, you know? You look the like LA, a surfer. Well, like thank you. Surfer. I do what I can. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you had this, this sense that L.A., and it really was. And what's so interesting is now people say, oh, but, you know, all this, well, if, it's, if liberal governance is so bad, it, was, it became this powerhouse when it was a you know Republican yes. stronghold, really, and then increasingly with a lot of illegal immigration and a lot of you know just just demographic and other changes in the state of California, it became more and more left wing. And it takes a while. This is the thing about New York. It takes a while when you take over a place, whether it's a company, a home, you know, a car. When you take control, take possession of something that's really nice and fine tuned and working really, really well, 
it can sometimes take a while to actually destroy it, yeah. right? To show that you're not doing, you're not a good caretaker of this. And that's what I feel like with, with California now, this notion of that as like the promised land and you know, all of our TV shows, Beverly Hills 90210, yeah. you know, I was a kid, I want to date all those girls. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> Baywatch, yeah. Pamela you know, Anderson, Baywatch. everybody remembers. And, and now you think of California and you think of like communist teachers unions, Gavin Newsom being a psychopath and you know, disorder and decay in the streets and tons of traffic. Like it really has changed the perception. So, so now that you're here and you're still in Nashville, should we care at all about California at this point? I keep thinking about that a lot. I mean, Newsom, you know, he just infected our state. He was yeah, here for right. a couple of days. And he, I think, I truly think he is the embodiment of evil. Like this guy is bad news. Everything about him, you know, it's a, it's a sort of Jordan Peterson version of it, but like what would ultimate evil be? It would just be the reverse of the truth. And I think this guy, is simply incapable of saying anything true. I think we So should we care about I that? I think like we should care because but the problem is and I think this is what Rudy Giuliani is such a good example of. And Buck's right about Brandon Johnson in Chicago. Until people realize that their choices are destroying their communities, nothing is going to change. And I actually think it's more difficult because he left New York City. You left LA. Right. So it's already So you're going to make Florida redder. You're, and and yep. Tennessee is getting redder, and Texas is getting redder, yep. and what you're going to have is such a massive cultural conflict, right, between blue bluer and red redder, and at some point, I think that is going to really, if you could set up a perfect red versus blue battle, it should be Desantis versus uh, Gavin New, Newsom, yeah. and we should right, have like, it let's out just like do a it. real let's just debate, do... like. Is California better than Florida, yeah. right? Was the response of Gavin Newsom better during COVID than the response of Florida? Because this is a great stat. Yep. DeSantis won Florida by a higher percentage than Newsom won California. Yeah. So I think the nation needs to have that battle for there to be a true reckoning. My biggest fear is just there have to be consequences for wrong decisions in a political process. And right now it seems like we're in a consequence-free environment where to Buck's point, like it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I used to say, you know, on social media you're trending for some reason, some opinion, whatever. It used to be you had to worry you just had to wait for somebody to do something dumber or draw more attention from you. Yeah. Now it feels like it doesn't even matter what you do, twenty four hours later we start we wake up with a brand new slate. Right. There's and something refreshing about that in a bizarre a little sense, bit. right? Now, to Bud Light degree, managed right? to get caught I, I, in I like this, say, this, like, can't escape yeah. universe. Yeah. But it requires you repudiating the people who like you for anything but, to last. You know, right. it's, it's harder now, I think, also for people to be canceled than it was because I do think attention spans have Butterfly shifted light. so rapidly yeah. now that, yeah. that's, you know, if there's a silver lining to it, I think it's that... You have to do something like really crazy for right, people right. to tend to, to, you know, drop into all those things. Whereas there was a time, you know, people forget, like Brendan Ike. Remember that guy who right. was the yeah, Mozilla, what, he gave like Mozilla 50 bucks to the to, to the Prop to the Prop Eight in yeah. California. Yeah. Same time that Barack Obama's running as a you know traditional marriage right, candidate, right, right. and then years later they're like, yeah, you're toast. You're out. You're gone. I mean. Yeah. That sort of stuff, I actually think, was happening a little more a few years ago because not because the left hasn't gotten less crazy. I think they're more crazy, but I do think that their ability to both to, to Alinsky, right, freeze the target, focus on the target, isolate the target, that's a lot harder for them. And also, people realize on the right, there's no apology tour, there's no bend the yeah. knee, there's no hey, can you guys just like let me off this one time? It's extend. Clay Travis style, double birds to the camera yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah, say, yeah. you know, this is how this is how we roll. 
because if you kneel, they just take your head. Everyone's seen that, I think, enough. Or what's the last seen? thing you did that you were like, oh, people really were mad? Like, I, I can't even remember, and I'm Man. probably jinxing myself, I can't even remember the last time anybody even landed a punch on me over anything. It's been years. It's been a while. I mean, well, you, we you first did met, the unthinkable. You said boobs on CNN. and That's when I did your show for the first time. isn't even a curse yeah. word, by the way. That's no, what but, I never even... What, what I was know. her name? Brianna? Uh, no, no, it's Baldwin. Brooke, oh, I know Brooke, Brooke Baldwin. They're buddies. So this is the crazy. This is like, see, if you hang out with right, all I didn't of us afterwards, this is where you get the insider stuff. Yeah, yeah. Brooke Baldwin is... That's right. Brooke Baldwin is actually not there anymore. One of the cooler scenes. He was like, she, you guys would really get along. Like, he, like her and Clay were like, what? Have you met her? No, never this, met but her. on camera with, you know, Zucker watching from his little office, everything. It was like, oh, you know, it was pearl clutching, everything yeah. else. But I'm telling you, if you sat with her now, she'd be like, yeah, like, I probably could have rolled with that one a, a, a little well, bit. Well, what's more. funny is I was on headline news the day before and I said the same thing <laughs> and the host laughed, right? right. I mean, because it's clearly not a. Because, uh, again, for that's when we first Wait, met. Can you give the 20-second yeah, recap for of it for people who do not it. know, this yeah. is like five years ago. I went on uh, talking about Jamel Hill at ESPN, and I was defending her free speech rights. Yeah. And I was saying ESPN shouldn't be firing people for tweets or anything else that's going on, right? Yeah. And so uh, out of uh, – and then I went on CNN, and I said – and I've been saying this on my radio show for years – I only believe in two things completely, the First Amendment and boobs, because a heterosexual man, neither have ever let me down, right? Yeah. And uh, it's better than saying what I had found, I'm a First Amendment absolutist, because people get hung up on what does that even mean? Yeah. And this is a little bit more funny way, a funnier way of saying that. And she just lost her mind and wanted me to apologize. Yeah. And I just doubled down. There's another guy on, and I, we were talking about this yesterday, uh, it's gone viral on TikTok now, right? Yeah. Like new oh, it's, generations it's making, of kids making, finding it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Uh, because the apology thing of, oh, she immediately tried to get me to apologize. And then it was the number one trending subject in America. Right. And I all just you leaned did right back into then, it. All you did back then was talk about boobs. Now you got to chop your boobs <laughs> off to get to get. Well, that's how crazy things yeah. have gotten. So, no, really. Are we, can, are we circling back to the trans thing for a second? Because yeah. there's one thing that I've been saying to Clay since we started the show. Um, and, and, you know, I have in a couple of different, you know, I, I started, people don't remember this now. I think it's kind of funny. I started the show Rising, which later became, it was with Crystal Ball, who was at MSNBC, and Crystal and I always had a very, I said like Trump, we had a beautiful relationship, we yeah. agreed agree and everything, yeah, yeah, beautiful yeah. relationship. But no, we always yeah. got along, and, and she's actually, you know, for her point of view, I think, uh, I think she's talented. Um, but she's very left wing. I don't yeah. know if you know her at all. I mean, not, she's like, she's like Bernie Sanders left wing, right? right. Um, and now she does that show with Sagar. And then later on, I actually did a podcast with, uh, with Mark Lamont Hill, who again, Great guy. I, you know Mark oh, at all? I'm sure he's an incredible he's, he's guy. He's like a super fun guy to hang out with. Yeah. This, uh, you know, really, you know, he, he, he's witty. He's, he's amusing and everything, but also super left-wing politics. But from, you know, spending time with them and just sort of hearing also conversations around them with some of their colleagues and other people, you get a sense of what the true, the true left position, because they'll actually get heat on the left oh, yeah. from people that think that they're not hardcore enough, right? Or they're not going hard. So I've learned from, from years of doing that with other hosts um, what the real, like the maximalist position is. So for example, on defund police, it's actually not defund police, as I'm sure you know, it's yeah. abolish. Right. Abolish police, abolish That's like prisons. like pure, pure. And, they, and they refer to it as an abolition movement, yeah. not without obvious connection to, you know, the, the righteousness of the abolition movement of slavery. So that's what the hardcore left wants there. The hardcore left, the true position of the left on transgender issues is not, you know, be nice to people, like don't, you know, let people live their life, like the stuff you're saying, right? Yeah. Like let people be who they are and do their thing. The true position is that these are a transgender man who becomes a woman, right? Whatever, 
is a woman in every sense, indistinguishable in how she should be not only treated legally, but socially, in athletics, professionally, everything else. It is a woman 100% the same to the point where, and I've actually posed this to, le to like leftists before true leftists, so is a heterosexual male supposed to be attracted to a trans female or else they're they transphobic. Yes. They would, they would say, say yes. that they would say that's say transphobia. Yes. It is a woman indistinguishable from, you know, the mothers that gave us life. A woman 100%. Yeah. That is the the definition of crazy, which is why it's so important to just not not only not seed this ground, but to look at the whole argument and where this came from and is, how this is, is that happened. the crazy part of the left? And I, I actually prefer to talk about crazy parts of the right because we could yeah. do this all day long. And it's right. Sure, no, absolutely. It, so let's, we could shift to that. But is that the crazy part of the left? That there are there is basically nobody saying no to this stuff. I mean, look, there's Bill Maher who will always vote Democrat no matter what. That's right. And I like him. He's not red pilled. Like, I like him we've too. We've become friends. I'm trying with him so hard, but I know at the end, even if it's DeSantis. And even if Callie goes back into lockdowns, he will still support 100%. the Democrat. It's just how it is. You know, I think there's something to be said. If you're a 67 year old worth $100 million, you can have a set of luxury beliefs where it's because it's not your kids. Right. You know, you're not married, you don't yeah. have kids, blah, blah, blah. But, but there's basically nobody on the left saying, like, wh where is Bill Clinton? Where's a statesman on the left just being like, could we not go completely crazy? So you know? go, to, go, ahead, go to sports. Where is somebody on ESPN yeah, yeah, who yeah. will just come out right, what an on their network? Clay told me this early on we teamed up, and yeah. I'll, I'll let go into the sports things more, but just it was so funny because he told me, I was like, dude, how woke is, because you know, I come from the news, yeah. news commentary background and all that stuff straight up, and he comes from the sports background, and I was like, how woke is sports media? And he said more woke and more ardently left wing than journalism, like traditional journalism. And I was like, Clay, that's insane. And oh, I, it's 100% true. It, it's 100% true. And he's seen it's it because he's, he's not a huge sports guy. But, you know, but for OutKick, there is no one out there that would say yeah. in all – think about how crazy this is. In all of sports media that would say men should compete against men and women should compete <laughs> against women. And think about it. On ESPN, yeah. they have moved from, okay, we only focus on sports, to they ran – a, during, I think women's, you know, celebration month is now March or whatever. I can't keep up with all the different yeah, months, but a, they ran a, Leah Thomas is a women's sports champion, one minute advertisement basically from ESPN. And so I look at this and there is no one on the air on ESPN that would go on and say, this is wrong. Yeah. And so to your point, to me, this is emblematic of where we are that even things that are biological realities there's hardly anyone that would even make this fight. And I look at it and I say, there's a knife fight for the 25% of woke sports media, and then and there's OutKick. And we win because it's like you're, you're fighting on something that is an objective farce. But I wonder, I think Buck's right. I think in three years, if you don't want to bang a chick with a dick, like you're going to be considered <laughs> or transphobic. Be by a chick <laughs> or be banged that's, that's the next Even, even scarier. That's the, uh, next, that's the next But version. you know, I think I told you this once. I went. I grew up in the same town as Sue Bird. And oh, well, so she, she's, she's come she's out about, with Megan Rapinoe and like. Right. So she's, I think, how old she's probably? She's Over 40. Be, right. So she's probably about like seven years younger than me. But I would occasionally play basketball with her at the at the local parks. I asked at the park. And you got she was there, Ruben? She, I, I can you go see, you got an you outdoor got, basketball got, court. I've seen the footage. Yeah, you got to come. I, I can, need to see it. I got a torn ACL on my knee, but I can still shoot. But anyway, uh, I would play with her with yep. a couple other guys, and and she would play with all guys, and she yep. she was clearly better than almost everybody. Yeah, yeah. 
but she could never play in the NBA. That's not misogynist to say. It's not anything else. And the fact that she has now come out on the other and side Megan of this. And Megan Rapinoe. Yeah. Well, she, but she was long gone from yeah, the beginning. Yeah, but, but, but I mean, they're basically coming out in favor of erasing women's sports. Yeah. Because this is, circles back around to the Riley Gaines angle. People say, why do you care? Well, the reality is because I believe I care for the same reason that I wouldn't. I coach 12-year-old Little League, right? I shouldn't be able to show up with a 16-year-old <laughs> and run the league, right? Yeah. And everybody would naturally react to that. I care because there are basic rules of allowing fairness so, and competition. So here, and this here, violates here's the problem, though, and the reason. And then I, I know you yeah. want to trump your standards. Yeah. By the way, PBD, yeah. uh, so it's hard because there's the presidential daily brief that oh, I used to work for. Oh, uh, big time dropping. And then there's the PB. BD, which that is Patrick Bet David, right? Tough. So I get these, I get these, uh, these switched up. By the way, Clay threw me under the bus yesterday with uh, a little old school reference to my prom date on the PBD show. You know who you went to prom with? Who did you go to prom with? Junior prom, and it, we're not even, we're Clay, Ivanka. we're not even, we're not even bringing this up right what? now. We're yeah. not, I'm this is what happened on the now. PBD show, because that's all they want to talk about then. I'm like, excuse Don't me, Don't you want serious, to know more about him going to I prom with Ivanka? I have political ideas, and instead they're asking me about my, uh, my 16, 16 year old uh, It's possible you know, that antics. you peaked at 16. I had dinner with her last week. I did, she I definitely peaked at 16. didn't say a word about you. Didn't say a word about me, I know, that's sad. I'm in the wrong tax bracket, my friend. I had to go. I had to go into the you government really service. She really, yeah, she really, yeah. she really blew it. She could have been uh, Mrs. Buck Sexton instead. Yeah, you know, instead. she's yeah. married it, it to is, a billionaire. It is what it is. So yeah. I mean, that was funny though, because I'm on P, I'm on PBD. Yes. Yesterday we're talking DeSantis Trump stuff, and he, and you know I'm like trying to you know we're trying to really have an in-depth conversation, but that's all that I've that's all that I've heard about so far from people that watch that. So anyway, of course, that, that's I mean that's I'm, I'm sorry for um, blowing you up in a good way. I mean nobody's gonna be like, oh, you went to prom with Ivanka. I think I can maybe beat you on. It was junior prom, by the way. My, I know you will know exactly where both of you were on my prom night. My OJ? Prom, my prom night was oh, the night. Oh, that's a good oh, I guess. Think I, yeah. No, I didn't know. I'm just guessing. I'm guessing like. My prom night, I believe it was It was either June 19th or June 17th, 1994. It was the night of the OJ Simpson car chase, which was also a game six of the. Houston uh, Rockets, New York Knicks. That was he was a big Knicks fan back you know, in the day. That was the Elijah Juan just got the Starks shot that missed it. Then they went to game seven. Yeah. I remember that. I, so I, how the Waldorf Astoria so, in New York. So Island. how did you become aware that the OJ tra- cha- chase was going on on prom? Because night? because they everyone, cut to because it. all of us were trying. Prom. Oh, he's a prom. No, we yeah. were at prom at the Waldorf, but all of us. It was Game Six of the finals in New York. We, yep. You know. So, so wait, you were one of these Long Island fans. kids. You used to be so, an interloper in my city with your we, like your your neon lights under yeah, the car had, and yeah, the whole yeah, thing. I remember. I know you, Long Island. We very fancy. The Bridge and Tuttle Squad. Now I know what's going on. We were all we were all trying to watch Game Six. Yep. So kids were we were all running down to the bar but they wouldn't let us stay at the bar but then suddenly oh. the TVs all switched over yeah, to OJ yeah, yeah. and then we were all freaking out because we we wanted to go back to game 6 and uh, legendary evening so are we are we still on the seriousness the, the we're, metaphysical we're, we're reality of trans by the way guys, I just want to say we all class here I got a drink cups. I mean look at these drink. cups I got to drive so I can't drink too much of this <laughs> I got a drink. My girl is buying cu- what is glasses class right What now. does this even I don't, say This was it? just from the store next door because we didn't have any cups oh, here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I well, picked this up is... the tequila. My girl's at Target right now. She's going to come and bring us glasses. Dave Rubin, you're a very fashionable man. That's for sure. We know this, right? Yeah. You're a man of some style and, and, and substance in the Thank fashion you. realm. Thank you, Buck. We had a woman, I'm going to guess she, based on both her name and the way and the fact that her email was definitely an AOL email, who was one of our esteemed readers, who I think is of the older generation. Phyllis. Phyllis. I mean, if your name Phyllis, you're probably Phyllis, not Phyllis. Phyllis, AOL. One of our beloved VIPs. Great guy. Great um, and Phyllis is great. She told me that I absolutely need to shave my beard because I said it on the show. And I, I've got two bearded gentlemen here. Do you think I could pull it off? This How is long like, have you had the beard? Oh, my God. Five years now. 
So mine's, I'm about five years or so into the beard, six yeah. years. I could never shave it. It's, it's, I'm more beard than man. You're more? Oh, wow. I'm 21 yeah. years in on the beard. Really? I've had it since 02. He With says, your beard, you keep it tight enough that you almost look like someone that's like, just, that's a just on, a, on a got long like a I keep thing. it super close. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. old school Wolf Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> like all, Remember Wolf Blitzer? You were always like, what's going on with the Wolf Blitzer I used beard? To, when like, I was doing stand-up, I used to do a joke about if you stare into his beard long enough, you start tripping like you're on mushrooms. <laughs> so so yeah. also, by the way, I have I have a theory about this that we yeah. talked about on the show. I want to throw what does Ivanka think about the beard? I haven't heard from her in like 10 years, man. You should text her and see what she thinks know? about the beard. Right yeah, yeah. You, you, should, you should literally text her and be like, I'm on, set, I'm on set with Buck Jared Sexton, Kushner who lives in Miami. Right there, right? You should text her and be like, I'm here in Miami with Buck. And he's just like, you don't, you don't call, you don't write. You know? I'll tell her where you know, we're going tonight. I'm like, I'm like chopped liver over here. You know what I mean? Maybe they'll do a guest appearance. I'll tell her where we're going. Her dad asked me to be in his cabinet, okay? And she doesn't even text. I'm just saying. Yeah. This is getting weird. It's getting weird. Did you ever date anybody famous? I don't think so. I'm trying I didn't to, date her. I, de- I she did. was no. I did not date her. That is. See, this is how these things all get crazy. You the L.A. Times. That's, that's a date. The no, ultimate it game was game. it was junior prom, which is more like school formal junior year. Prom is senior year, so it was a different thing. So you I went to the same school as her? No, no, no. She. I invited her. I invited her. It's in a date. And, you know, we knew each uh, other. Come on. It's a date. Yeah, she was. A, it was a date, but it wasn't. You know, we weren't like going steady or anything. You know. I don't want, you know, Jared to, uh, like, hire the Mossad to take me out or something. You know what I mean? So I'm just, you know, trying to... I don't think so. In Did terms you bang her? No! Good heavens, sir! How can you even bring these want. things? I know. I'm, I can feel How could you even bring... We were friends. Did I'm you hold hands? We were friends. I've been doing this hands? a long time. I, I know think, what the I think I got a high you? five at the end of the night. I can't believe you're putting this on the internet. Is this on the internet? I get... I think that's a fabulous question. Wait, what happened to our glasses? Oh, we have actual glasses now. We can shift... Because we're all class here. But, um, yes. I'm trying to think. Have you ever dated anybody famous? You don't have to uh, name them. I don't think so, actually. Well, I got remember I got married when I was 25, there so the answer, class, the, the answer is the answer is 100 percent no, because I was only 25 when I got married. Nobody cared about Thank me you. for you know years, so I never got to cash in on the buck. I'm a bachelor in New York City for 25 years. 20 some odd years yeah. in New York. Let me tell you, I've always thought that it'd be fun to start a podcast, but it would have to be very unfiltered. I mean, it's funny because yeah. when we go on podcasts, like he's cursing and dropping yeah. f bombs, but I'm so like, yeah, yeah. In the, I, I just, I still can't. Even on Bill Maher's show, you know, I'm, I asked him, I was like, I can really curse you here. You can actually. And curse. they just started saying things, but I just can't. Do you guys find it's tough to get out of radio mode? Because you've said that to me a couple of times, where suddenly you're talking to people and you realize you're in like radio guy. Because there is that little. You guys are both the same off camera but all of us have this little there's, there's like a performance a there's a performance tweet. quality yeah. right yeah there's a, there's a thing i, I that think you do. the biggest challenge with radio and we've talked about this i i genuinely don't believe there should be any restrictions on what we say clay's not driving um so yeah, I'm, I'm the chauffeur by yeah, the way I, we, unsurprising we in this town you can leave your car here we're in do you know that our studio is out it's like where they have the alligators and the fan boats and stuff we're yeah, way out there it's a ways so, out yeah there. it's but way i'm just saying there. we can get from the building we are in right now to where we are going this evening without you having to drive but my car is outside so how am i what am i going to do am i leave it here this also this, this neighborhood location. i mean i live not far but like you know it's a little spicy <laughs> It's a little spicy around here, you know. Wait. Dave Rubin, you got all this locals money. I'm just gonna throw this out there, like yeah, I don't want my location. You got arm, you, you got, you got arm okay. security Clay, here. What were you saying now? No, I mean, I just, I think it's a good transition. Thank you. I, I, I have long thought that there should the, the idea of there being still restrictions on what can be said on radio, yeah, is very antiquated. 
Oh, um, yeah. You know, so like I, we can't curse on our radio show by and large. There's like, you know, eight words you can't say without it being like a huge community hubbub. standard FEC um, violation. And I FCC think that, violation. that standard made sense in 1950. Yeah. I think nowadays people are choosing every, they don't accidentally end up on our radio show, right? Right. Um, and so I think the audience is able to handle cursing a little bit. But I will but say, there, I, I, like I got some level of the regulation. Like uh, to me, even yeah. on YouTube, I really try so here's not my to thing. curse. But every now and again, like, so show here's, yeah. here's my thing. I'll say this. Like, People know, like, like we both, you know, you know us, you hang out with us socially. You know, we, we curse in our private lives. I don't pretend to like wag a finger at people about that. But we do, I mean, we have like, we have 10 year olds that listen yeah. to our radio yeah, show, yeah. right? And so that's where, like, the people who are like, oh, like you said, like, gosh darn, and they get upset at us. Yeah. That's I'm not really. Yeah. But if someone's in the car and they got their eight year old and their 12 year old, and we like, you know, let an F bomb or something fly. I, I I would you know what I mean like that's where I think it's you what just is what does radio have now it's a three second delay still oh we have we have like twenty something seconds oh delay. yeah we, we seconds I don't think delay. am I wrong I don't think we've ever said we've an never inappropriate had thing in two no we've years never had to drop right. so you've never been bleeped once oh I used to when I did lo <laughs> when I did local sports radio in Nashville it wasn't even just me we would have callers come in <laughs> and just go off <laughs> right, right? right like right. on uh, which is great radio yeah and you're supposed to hit the dump button yeah yeah and uh, sometimes you're like you forget or you punch the wrong button or whatever so back in the day when i did local sports talk radio i mean there were people like we definitely violated some fcc rules over like uh what could be said but i've never as a solo host i don't believe i have ever uh ever cursed uh live on the radio so then the, does that seem weird to you guys at this point so we can be sitting here you obviously can say whatever you want we have no delay it is what it is now you have a 20 second delay you're you're gonna slightly it's not just about what the cursing, we what's right? just, so, by the way what we do is super weird yeah. right like so especially radio my wife will sometimes come up buck now has a home studio i've got a home studio there are people here working on your show we can look at them there's an audience of, of I, I, your I talented staff actually. right Look at when, this guy. He's doing nothing. He's when nothing I sit in an empty in an empty studio in my house, yeah. I talk as if there are people watching. My mm. wife will come up and make fun of me, like you move your hands, oh, like you yeah. act Same thing as if. Yeah. So yeah. it is an abnormal thing to sit in front of a microphone and talk for three hours with oh. no one actually able. I, I tell everybody to do this. You have together? to be you have to be kind of weird. One percent of the we're, time we're together. I'd say like. A couple times a quarter. I mean, rarely. Wow! It's all this because is, we all do it via screen, guys. Right now. Yeah. Well, we, but it, but it's not much different, right? Because we have the FaceTime set up, so I'm looking at him. We can see both back and forth. We stare into each other's eyes for three hours a day. We joke I talk to him more than we than I talk uh, to my, my wife, wife, or he same. talks to his wife. Wait, yeah, I sure. just realized, even though we're all going out tonight, I know you're dipping out for dinner with the the, the boss. boss the, yeah. you're, you're going out with the Casa Dragones guy. No, no, no last so, night. So there's oh, boss got, of oh, the whole corporation oh, and then our immediate bosses. bosses oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, because I was going to say, bosses. the Casas guy, I got to meet yeah. this guy. And they just Not everyone's Dave Rubin just calling all the shots for himself. You know what I mean? Some of us, someone's got to answer to, yeah. Someone the chances I fire myself, very slim. Uh, that was the benefit. I mean, you asked a question earlier about, and I said this the other day, because we talked to a lot of people in their 20s and 30s, and they're like, hey, how do you move into media? And I bet you would agree with this. I would have been far more nervous being 100% honest if I didn't own OutKick. Oh, yeah. Because I knew that ultimately I controlled my own fate. And even if you're trying to be completely honest, in the back of your mind, if somebody else controls your job, it's hard to say exactly the what you The only think. time yeah, I, I say what I look, if, for better or worse, correct. it's all coming out of my brain and it is what the, it is. The only place I've it. ever worked where they tried to control what I've said in, yeah. any, in any real way was CNN, which is unsurprising. Which doesn't. Where, where, by the way, and the way they would CNN. do it, well, I, well, 
You say that, right? Yeah. CNN, no, it shows how, it, how it's shifted. Right, yeah. because it used to, I mean, people are like, you worked at CNN. I'm like, yeah, I was there. Kelly was there. Yeah. Dana Lash worked at CNN. Like, you go down, like, there's all these people who are right wing who yeah. used to be CNN contributors and would, you know, present a conservative point of view. In the Trump era, it, it just, the place changed. I mean, when I say, and I mean in 2016, it went from, and even like the producers, like, people were kind of, you were you were like like unclean like you were a bad yeah if you came on when air to say eat? good things eat? so the funny thing is they actually tried to extend me but i've told clay it's because i used to do a lot of counterterrorism analysis for them because of cia ctc you know, no big deal <laughs> and and so they would have me do their their you know tan, uh, panels on terrorism stuff like that but i said i wasn't going to keep the. i had no job and i was like i'm not keeping this job i'm i just can't do this anymore uh, that was 2015, 2016. So my contract ended at the 20 at the 2016 election. I was done. So when Trump won, it's like, do you want to stay here and see how this is? And the answer was no. But even just the, the institutionally, the whole place got more and more hostile. And I mean, I remember this. Like I, so I grew up because you know, you you were like a moderate and you were like a communist who's come over in light, <laughs> which is which is exciting. You know, just happy. I'm to still, be you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, welcome welcome to the team. And I, I grew up and I was watching like Hannity and Combs, you know, I think definitely in college, I think in high school. Um, Poor and I Combs was always getting smacked around. Yeah. Was that was a guy. good show, though. Yeah, I liked that show. Good, yeah. It was a yeah, good yeah. show. And actually he was. But, you know, you used to see and, you know, the site Mediaite, only yeah, people, it, people. You, it, don't know, well, only, it, 10 years ago, it was fine. It was it, perfectly fine. And well, now it's left left yeah. wing. I know. Yeah. But, but it used to be basically the best. T- fights between talking heads on yeah. TV. So yeah. it was actually a really fun site because it was like, you know, people throw down. Where does that even happen anymore? What well, forum is there? Bill Marshall, they've got, you know, they've had you and me on. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. They, they won't have me on. They will. Uh, they, they, actually, they will. I, ha- I have not been on. I've been on the podcast. Oh, and okay. And they have promised me many, many times and canceled me many times. And I just don't want to push yeah, it. I, like, I think at I'm, this point, I would be like, it, I, I feel like I did what I had to do with Bill and it would almost be ridiculous yeah. to have me on. Actually, I, I don't think I've even said this on air. But I went there a couple weeks ago because I was in L.A. Uh, for something else, and I went to the show. And for years, for literally 20 years, I've been trying to get on Politically Incorrect even before that. So I've been trying to yeah, like, yeah. sit but down with this guy forever. I went, I'm backstage, and I've been backstage many times and met all the producers, yeah. EPs, blah, 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 and was always selling me. I was trying to sell myself, like, let me on. I, yeah, know, yeah. Bill doesn't get the left. What's really happening? Uh, for the first time ever, I could not, I swear to you, I don't mean this patting myself on the back in any, I was just like, I don't give a shit. And all of the producers were coming up to me and being like, oh, we don't know what well, I've been on. And I was like, well, you I know can tell why. you from single you know single guy life back yeah. in the day, I mean, you were single, I think, for a long time too. But uh, the moment you don't care is when they all, <laughs> they, they all, they all start <laughs> yeah, to care, yeah. right? But it was very the moment bizarre. you're like, yeah, like, I don't know if I'm going to call you, like, whatever. They're just like, what do you mean, you know? And they, I uh, swear to you, if, they, if, if I got a text as we were sitting here, like, you want to yeah. do it this Friday, I would view it in a way as more of a headache than anything else. Like, like I don't feel like I have anything to prove in that way but, anymore. And, but, and, and that's part of such a machine Right, but so my my point not saying is just, I wouldn't do it. No, my point, right? My point is just uh, that there's really no forum left. I mean, think about it. If they were to take you know one of us, three of us, yeah. all, whatever, and and put us there with some people who have you know the thing is it has to be it's almost like a boxing match. You have to have people of relatively equal weight, right? Like yeah. I was invited recently to by somebody. They're like, oh, will you debate like some. Like, uh, I don't know, some like TikTok influence or something. This is a friend of mine. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to yeah. debate some guy I've never heard of before who has, you know. But there should be a place where we can get back to those no. 2010 era, mediaite, Thunderdome, throwdown debates. I mean, I remember Chris Hitchens. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, 
throwing the middle finger up to the Bill Maher audience. Like this, there used to be this stuff, and dude, it's but, all gone But the gone truth now. is, and I know this is easy for us to say, but this is a failure of the left, not of the right. Yeah. We all would have done it. When I, when I was still on the left and my show was starting to take off because I was complaining about the left from the left, I would have you know Ben Shapiro on yep. and Larry Elder and Prager and all these guys, and I would get hate only from the left. Why would you even sit down with them? Yeah. But the people on the right would be like, Ruben, you seem like a bit of a nutbag, like a lefty nutbag, yeah. but it's nice you treat them with respect. We, went, we were in D.C. two weeks ago. I interviewed, I think, 16 Republicans. Every person we reached out to said yes, and then three couldn't do it. Mitch McConnell fell, so he couldn't do it. Rand Paul's assistant got stabbed in yep. D.C., so he couldn't do it. And then there was the, the shooting in Tennessee, so Marsha Blackburn had yeah. to bail. We got everybody else. We reached out to, I think, 20 Democrats. No, no responses from 19. Rashida Tlaib at least said no. So there, that tells you it right there. I'm not known as a hardcore. I'm the, people used to criticize. Right, you're me. supposed to be. Soft, supposed you're to be supposed to be the, the gateway drug. You're right. supposed to be the one that people can experiment right. with before they take the full red pill. And the truth is, I would treat them with the same respect. If yeah, I right. sat down with AOC, I have said crazy things about AOC. I think she is a communist and a, and a larper and a blah blah blah. But I would treat her with the same respect. Well, this if is, I was this sitting is what I was saying. I mean, you can. There, it's because people. I used to get this actually back in the CNN days. You would. They'd say like, "Why do you even go there?" And by the way, the answer after a while was, well, now it's no longer worth me going there. But mm. there was a time when you would actually right, be so able to get some shots in. Like I, I crushed Alan Dershowitz in a gun debate once because he doesn't know anything about guns. Brilliant constitutional law professor, doesn't know a damn thing about firearms, right? I mean, you have these opportunities. I mean, you know, J Van Jones and I debated BLM 1.0. Like you had these chances. Now the, the host would cheat and like, you know, step on you and not the other person and, and all that sort of stuff. But I feel like one of the reasons why you know, we're sitting here, we're just talking about how crazy they are all the time now, is that no one has to defend their ideas anymore. In any forum, anywhere, yeah. anytime. It's all just, you know, amen corner for the left. And honestly, a lot of it on the right as well. And, and I, I, think that, I think that we're missing something. And I don't know how to, no, I don't how know to either. bring it back. I, I would love to, believe me, I would I, love I mean, to. I, I, I had Richard Dreyfuss on the show this week. We haven't aired it yet. But Richard Dreyfuss, so, so actor, not known for politics yeah. particularly. But he wrote a book about civics, and for an hour, that's all he talked to me about. He just wants to find a place that you can have these debates. And I was like, listen, that's really what I set out to do and what I would still do. But we have one side that simply will not do it. The thing is, they're winning despite not doing it. Yeah. And, they, and the reason, when real time, when you're wondering why the guests are so shitty, it's like, he knows if he puts good conservatives on or good libertarian, whatever the hell we all are, if he puts any of us on, we will do it well. Do you remember when Dennis Prager was on there like two years ago? Yeah. And it was shocking that they put him on at all. And Dennis started talking about transgender stuff and they're mocking him and making fun of him. And, and everything Dennis said turned out to be true. But there's no, there's no, so instead they, they get they this, have, this they all. Have, the, the marketplace of ideas doesn't exist yeah. anymore. That's the biggest challenge, right? Is people speak entire, because I think about this all the time. Because in my mind, and I'm always trying to persuade people who are persuadable. Yeah. Like in my mind, I'm like for our show, I want there to be a massacre in 2024. Oh, I because <laughs> I think the only what's worse than a massacre? Yeah, like yeah. a full on. I think yeah. the only way Democrats get sane is if identity politics and cancel culture yes. get obliterated. Well, this and the the, the yeah. other thing. I mean, I think that's true. One thing that I I underestimated uh, in all of this, and it's par partly what I saw with COVID and also what you're seeing in some of these cities is that because of the ideological ossification, right? Because of, of that hardening that's occurred where no one's exposed to these other ideas, what we would think would be corrective pain, 
doesn't actually result in, Chicago is a perfect example of this, doesn't actually doesn't, result in, right. because they're like, no, no, this is part of the process. And you start to see it's almost a Soviet, early Soviet Bolshevik level thinking of, all right, like there's going to be famine, but on the other side of famine is going to be the utopia right, and the so promised land. Right, so they believe it, it basically proves them right. Yes. Because it proves that the system doesn't work. Correct. Yes. And, and so in places like San Francisco, for example, you're, people say like, well, hold on. Think people are fleeing, there's trash everywhere, there's open air drug use, there's more overdoses than ever before. You, all the metrics show it's getting worse, but they're just thinking, well, this just shows how broken and racist and oppressive the system actually is. So we need an even more radical solution over the long term and double down on this in the short term. Now, I do think that breaks at some point, like they start to lose more people. I'm just saying that their threshold for that pain point is way more than I than I had anticipated. Trump winning in New York. Trump winning in twenty would have forced a realization and reflection on yeah. the left. Then COVID happened, and they managed to drag Biden across the finish line. I mean, look, just think about it. From and this, I've got this book coming out in in uh, August. Democrats have won seven of the last eight elections in the popular vote. The team that is dominating doesn't change their tactics. Yeah. Right. Until you get your ass kicked. And that is what we are waiting for. And frankly, the entire 21st century, the only election everybody acknowledges is Obama won in 20, 2008. And doesn't that feel like a freaking lifetime ago? Well, Remember I, hope and change? Doesn't that seem like a... It doesn't even seem like this country. And it doesn't Obama even seem like this could planet. never be the nominee with 2008 as his campaign slogan now for Democrats. He was against gay marriage. Correct. Bigot. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty. And, and, Racist. And, and, I, there's a lot of Obama 2008 that would be a Republican campaign now. Yeah. You know, I can, but the, the whole premise of his campaign was Reagan 80. Buck knows I, I, I love this. Reagan 80 and Clinton 92, which is America's so amazing that I could be the president it, of the United it, States. It, it did used to be the case that, the, like, even the notion of flag waving, and you, you, there have been articles written in the New York Times about this more recently, how it has changed. But, you know, Democrats, and I mean literally flag waving, right? Like, not in the, in the figurative sense that flag waving was something both sides did and it was who represents America better, who has yeah. a better vision. Who loves and now, the country right, more. Who now, loves the country more. And now, from the left, flag waving is scary. Unless it's the trans flag or the UN flag or the American flag. This, this was a thing during COVID. You may yeah. have even seen this. The New York Times wrote about it. In that Long people Island. who see, yeah, yeah, in Long Island, yeah. people see like too many, you too many American yeah. flags, like, oh, that's scary to me. And, and, and it just goes to show the, the psychology of this. And, and how much it's changed. And the other part of it is, it's amazing to me to see how they will say that our side has become the radical side it's, when all of, all of the positions of the Democrat Party that felt like they were on the slippery slope 10 years ago have just been rocketing down that slope without question. And they haven't that, moderated on anything. And a guy, that a guy with my bio could be fully welcomed by the Republicans. I am married to a dude. I have children. I am pro-choice. <laughs> Ru Rudy's pro-choice. Nobody thinks he's not a conservative, right? Like, it, it's just so obvious to me that there is one side that talks about tolerance and one side that actually exists within tolerance. So you mentioned, and, by the way, yeah. DeSantis Trump. We haven't even yeah, talked about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you? We were I watching. Think this is the chance. We were watching we're during the uh, during the show today. You may have seen it. Yeah. Uh, like it actually was airing on television. This pudding. You know, like oh, I uh, saw this pudding ad. The pudding ad. Have like, you seen it? Like, so, yeah, so I did see it. Oh, I wish we could throw to it right now, but I saw it. It's a Trump super PAC put out the yes. stupidest, like, pandering, low-budget bullshit. So when do you think DeSantis announces 
And when do we actually get the beginning of a real fight? Because what we talk about on our show is, first of all, we don't think we're in a position because the the, the legacy of Rush and the audience that we are mm. fortunate to have uh, on the radio show, we don't get involved in Republican primaries. Do, do you know how, right? yeah. do you like, know how early? Well, in you, terms know, of well, in, you, this do, is you do, though. We do and we don't. Talk but, about it every day, but I'm not going to say, like, hey, we I'm don't endorse a Republican. You know, this. Do you know how sure. early in the 2016 uh, Rush endorsed Donald Trump? Really important for people to know this. It was, it was, it, it, I would have thought it was late, actually. Never. As in, oh, he waited until oh. Trump. So it was a trick question. Well done okay. there, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Rush never endorsed Trump. He talked about Trump, supportive of Trump, but, you know, gave a fair shake to talking about Ted Cruz and Rubio and everybody else, you know, assessing it and really approaching it like we do as, as you know, balls and strikes or, you know, the coach of the team or whatever yeah. you want to say. And this, this demand that people seem to have in the media right now of some other people to come in at this can, I, can we at least see what the campaigns look like before we're supposed like, to make they're a decision? Actually debate, like, what's the point well, of a primary? Like politics, politics by, by, it's funny because your ability to use sports yeah. sort of metaphors to explain politics is incredible, but also the more politics become like sports, the more dangerous it is he, in a it's certain very nice. sense. He's right? very proud of me. When I'm like, Clay, you know, on this one, we're going to have to drop back and punt because we don't want to <laughs> get a two-point conversion that, or something well i mean the, you know what i mean he's like, like he's so, like well done padawan so wait i'll answer your question yeah you know the legislative session in florida closes in i think at the end of may and they have to change something related to him we've him talked able, about this yes. so there's a technical reason that he can't announce at this point um i suppose i mean i genuinely mean this i suppose it is possible at some degree that maybe he has not fully made the decision. My, that's not my gut feeling. My gut feeling is well, until he's it's doing made, it. it's not made, right? Like right. we all assume. But until it happens, this is what we say, by the way, yeah. about about and we don't mean this. And this is one of these things. Like media matters, going to get this one day. But it's, yeah. who cares? I mean, if you don't have a media matters vertical, oh, I love media you. Matters. Right, exactly. They used to lie about me, and that pissed me off. Now they just repeat what I say. Yeah, and right. I'm like, and, yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. That's yeah. accurate. <laughs> but but everything that we're saying about 2024 and the landscape of American politics. Joe Biden's 80 years old. We talk about this. When you're 80 years old, it's nuts. when you're 80, I'm just saying this, like I remember, you know, spending time with, I had a grandfather in New York City that I was, I was pretty close to and spending time with him at 80. And like 80 is 80. My right? grandfather's 80 is, died at 81 and 84. So, yeah. so point so. being here, you know, if Joe Biden was truly between now and the election by natural causes, health, just let's say income, clearly incapacitated in some way, it changes everything, right? So yeah. all this projections about the matchup and everything else, so this notion that we're supposed to set in stone right now what 2024 on our side, even on the Republican side, is supposed to look like, to me, it's just this is a process for a reason that has to play out. I mean, what you know, what what are the foreign policies? What are the projections of, of the top candidates? I do think it's funny, and we got to be honest about this one. It does seem like all the Republicans running so far, other but DeSantis obviously isn't in. The other ones, they're running for positions in a Trump cabinet. Like, there's no actual interest in. We were talking I, about I that know, today. I, like, I mean, I like DeSantis I like, is getting attacked more as the second. Vivek is a nice guy, but place the, but this is Trump not. Is as the first place. He's not running for president. Right, so it's very for, obvious. Right. So there's a couple of things here. So first off, right. So on the Vivek thing, I, I like him. Personally. I like him I too. The, I don't. I, the I don't. First podcast with him, like. But yes, his the, the attacks are going and like they're just not. Making, it's too obvious. It's too obvious. It's like, dude, like a little bit of. If your goal here, is to be the president, then you have to beat the favorite. Yes. And it seems like every single person who is in the race so far is all focused on attacking. They're all DeSantis. trying to be in the so two maybe spot. Maybe Desantis is the favorite. That's what I think at this point. I think actually the polls are not making any sense. I think I'm telling you, I w- I did a gig in uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin, University of Wisconsin, about two weeks ago. Yep. I polled the audience. Now, 
th th obviously they're there to see me, so there's a certain something. But I, I pulled the audience. I said, how many of you, it was about 300 people, how many of you voted for Trump last time? Literally every single person yeah. raised their hand. I said, how many of you would prefer DeSantis? I would say it was about 95%. It was, it was, there were maybe 10 people that yeah. didn't raise their hand. And then we talked about why. And basically everyone, and I did it fully as a, as a backwards Q&A, like I really was questioning them and letting them talk. Everybody was basically like, it's just enough. This is the best guy that we have now. He's younger. There's no mean tweets. It's functional. Florida's functioning. It, it, this is the best guy we can put out. We thank Trump. Like, there was no anger towards yeah. Trump. And that's why the Trump guys online, the, uh, the, the Trump influencer types, are doing him such a disservice by being so It's funny because so, some of them attack us on our show for not being like, pro-Trump enough. And, and we all voted and, for Trump, right? Yeah, yeah. Twice. I, yeah, and of I course. gladly voted for him, and I like him. I and, like and him too. If he ends up as president, and DeSantis is still my governor, that'll um, be great. But yeah. it doesn't mean he's the but, best. But, but the thing yet. for us that's funny is that we have people that are also complaining to us in the audience that we're too pro-Trump. Right. right. So, <laughs> so we sit here and just like him. Okay. So the, the the sports analogy that makes sense, and this comes from doing sports, is. When you talk about Auburn or Alabama or SEC Michigan, Ohio teams. State, I can do this. I can do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the other side always rips you because it is such a passionate situation. And that's the reality now. And what I just keep coming back to is the single biggest vulnerability of Joe Biden, by far, is his age. Yeah. And to whatever you can do to focus on Biden being 82 in 2024. I think that is the killer app, the killer the, argument. The, the problem is you have to doesn't allow you have that. to make an argument now to the base that you can't really think of who you know your dreamiest dream candidate is right now. You really, if you want to win, and the one thing I will say about Democrats that I really do have a begrudging respect for is their sheer ruthlessness at whatever works. Like whatever yeah. Fetterman, will get it the done. Perfect example they, you know, they take a, a, a Stalin-esque approach to winning here in America, which is just like, however I'm gonna stay in power is what I'm gonna do. And if, if you're looking at it from the perspective of independents and persuadable voters, um, that, that notion of somebody who's clearly visual, you know, it also gets into what are these people going to make their final determination on? And these aren't people that are following politics generally. If you're an independent, you know, people might argue with this, but I think you're kind of, you know, open to things and maybe you're going to just go with, you know, the last few weeks before the election, like, this guy looks good, like, I'm going to give him a shot. Yeah. And the optics of it, I think, are very clear with a, then he'll be, what, 82? Yeah. Versus a guy who is, is clearly in his prime and also has really put points on the board. And let's remember, Joe Biden, the only points Joe Biden ever put on the board are getting reelected for 40 years to basically be a shill for the credit card companies in Delaware. Like, this guy is a joke who stood yeah. for nothing his whole life. So there was nothing ever impressive about him. It was just the juxtaposition o with Obama Trump. Obama himself said if you that. Right. It, true, right? And uh, people always forget, like, why wasn't Biden the candidate in 2016 after eight years as the VP? Because even the Democrats knew this guy was a schmuck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you. I'm just right. saying. Yeah. <laughs> Did you want credit for me from that? That's schmuck, I'm saying. You know, that sounds like, no, it's close to a curse is what I'm saying. Oh, I'm like, oh, 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 that's Yeah, I'm saying. Right. I'm letting yeah, it rip yeah. a little bit here. I said I, schmuck. Look, I would put it this way. The simplest way to do it is that what is DeSantis' biggest? Let's assume DeSantis is not a globalist rhino, right? So yeah. that's what the Trump, Trump people are throwing at him. He's a sore, like, it's just nonsense. That's just not going to work. It's, it's just nonsense and it doesn't work. So let's just put that aside for a second. What would his biggest downside be? This is what I asked Patrick, Pat, David, PBD, and Rudy there. 
Rudy actually didn't have much, as much as he's a Trump guy. He really didn't. He's, his thing kept being, Trump did it once and he can do it again. Yeah. So I, let's just put that somewhere. Yeah, he's forgetting the second time. PBD, but. his big, and he likes DeSantis a lot, his biggest one was that the book didn't do as well as he thought, but it was number one on New York Times. His, basically saying he, he has still has a PR issue. So, so can I, I, which I, I don't buy, but the point is, what policy, What's the, weak, what's what the weakness? Po- yeah. So I, th- I think the weakness is purely uh, aesthetic and subjective versus policy. I don't think it's policy-based. I think it's okay. just not possible to hit him on policy. I think the way you could go after him is that he's Scott Walker, meaning great at that. T- I'm, I'm not, yeah. by the way, okay. I'm not saying okay. I agree okay. with this, but I'm saying the way you could sort of attack DeSantis and I think not have it be, when, when they say he's not good on COVID, I mean, the two of us, you know, you were living in the free state of Tennessee, right? Yeah. So, you know, the two of us are sitting here going, we literally moved here. Literally. We uprooted our lives because he was so good yeah. on COVID because we saw what was happening here. So that's just, it's actually insulting. It's insulting yeah. the intelligence of Trump voters when he says DeSantis was bad on COVID because that's just crazy talk. Okay. But Scott Walker was a really solid governor, popular at the time, obviously purple state, difficult, good with the teachers union stuff, dealing with this. And then he ran for president and just for whatever reason on the national stage, it just sort of went like, just sort of collapsed of its own weight and didn't have that national level sizzle. Do I think that's likely to happen with DeSantis? No. But do I think it's fair to say that maybe he's not yet ready for that big stage and the theatrics of it and the retail politics and everything else? Fine. On the policy ground, I have no answer, by the way. In some way, that actually makes me more for him. The idea that maybe he isn't the most perfected, and I I actually don't take this argument, but like to just kind of give the devil his due, that he maybe isn't, Trump is better on TV, sure. Like, do I think if it was now Trump and DeSantis on the debate stage at the end, they get rid of everybody else. Is Trump a better debater? Will Trump have more zingers? I mean, I was at the debate that DeSantis did with Charlie Crist. He's not the best debater. There was a moment actually where Charlie Crist says to him, you won't even commit to, to not running for president, will you, DeSantis? And DeSantis won't answer. Now, the reason he wouldn't answer was because they had agreed in writing beforehand, you will not question the other candidate. So DeSantis was trying to be honest. He was trying to abide by the rules that they set. Now, Trump would have never abided by the rules, right? And Trump would have turned back at him and had a great singer and and, and Charlie Crist was horrible at every level. But the point is, that may not be his strength. And, And if at the end, if we're just looking for a television star, I know that's not what you're asking for, but at the end, if that's really just what we want, then we will, get, we will get Trump again as the nominee, but he will not be president. My, my fear, if I were assessing DeSantis, would be a couple of things. One, he can be too scripted. And that kind of ties in with, to, with, your, okay, yeah. with your analysis. And he doesn't seem normal. And if I were... Uh, Wait, what do you mean by that? I, I, I mean, like, he is very good at getting his points and delivering them. But he doesn't seem really comfortable. He's not guy like, at the bar, average Joe. Like I, on the I back. don't mind that. I'm not actually not no, saying you're not, wrong. Not I don't say, mind it. I'm not. Say, I'm just saying if the what is Trump best at? I think Trump gets almost no credit for being able. He's a billionaire. He can walk into a McDonald's, yeah, in middle of nowhere America, and be totally normal, totally chill. He's a Queens guy. Saying, connect I, oh, and look, connect with people. I kept saying. For years, I kept saying, how is it that this orange man, billionaire with this crazy hair is more authentic than every single Democrat? And the truth is, like, think about it. Who's more authentic, Donald Trump or Elizabeth Warren? Who's more authentic? No doubt. Donald Trump or Joe Biden or Pete Buttigieg? He's he's more authentic because he's more authentic. And and I think he's he's incredibly comfortable in his own skin. And I think that translates. And so 
Uh, I also think that um, if I were if I were like sketching out the, the Trump the the Trump, so let me tell you also the DeSantis attack the DeSantis attack should be you lost to Joe Biden and you will lose to him again and Biden is the worst president in any of our lives like that is the appeal right but he may DeSantis. he may turn off some Trump voters with that because but, there are Trump voters yeah that I feel actually very, think it should be something else I think it should be look what I set out to do in Florida look what I've done look at the 1200 people that move here a day a million in three years nobody's leaving highest ever I get uh, I get guest ever, house by the way because real tour. estate here very expensive <laughs> yeah, you in you Florida are, Ruben. Got, you know what I mean I, I, I got a gym that you could maybe there we thank up, you, uh, yeah. you know? I, I think it's going to get nasty and that pudding ad that we were talking about when we started is so ridiculous that I think that both of these guys are going to get rolling around down in the muck. And my biggest, my biggest. I don't biggest, know that DeSantis will do it. I don't think he'll do it I, either. I think and I'll a, tell you he, this. You, you can't I, beat Trump that way. I think, yeah, he's not going to do it because that's playing Trump's game. And he game. shouldn't do it. Yeah. But I'll also say, I think that when they go dirty on DeSantis, and they've doing some, there's been some dirty stuff. Oh, I don't yeah. mean the, the globalist rhino stuff is, is laughable. The like, groomer that's stuff is pretty aggressive. The groomer, like, yeah. that, like that's. That's dirty. Like that's, that's not that has I no place. Trump. I'm not hitting Trump. I keep saying Trump. Make make the case for Trump. Trump. Right. I think Trump should be above DeSantis but and say like this is what we're talking the leader about of the on party. our show. I'm I'm not even going to feud with any other Republican now. Especially he had an opportunity after he got indicted to just come out and say it's me versus Biden. I'm not going to say a single negative word against anybody else but that I'm running against. Who did he spend against. a week attacking? I know. So who's the real? That, that's what I'm telling you. I think the polls. Something's wrong with the polls. There's only one guy being attacked right now by MSNBC and by Trump, and it's DeSantis. Can I, can Nobody's I point attacking something out? Trump. This is the only time I can think of where Trump and Trump people all of a sudden entirely believe polls, which is interesting, isn't it? Oh, that's the interesting. The polls always where the polls lie. Whenever the polls are negative, the polls lie. Right now, vis-a-vis DeSantis, we're told, guys, it's all over before it even started. Really? Because it's just based on polls against a candidate who's not even a candidate yet. Not officially announced, and you know that's interesting. Let me ask you guys something else on this, and then they are—they are giving us the signal, and then you guys wait, have wait, to have your fancy okay. dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, can we can we mooch off your YouTube following though and tell people we have a clan yeah. buck oh, YouTube yeah, for yeah. our radio are show? Are you guys on the computer? We would, we're on we're on the interwebs, do? and we would yeah. like the smart Dave Rubin Here. people to subscribe to our right show. There, over right there. there. God, yeah. it's like my first day on TV. Look at this guy. Subscribe to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show on YouTube, please. We do fun things over there, and we'll have Dave back on now too. So does he get paid more for? He's doing a great job. Usually, you know. Like I have to be shameless in promotion. I, love I think it. he's learned some I, I of love the shamelessness. He, Cl- Clay, Clay, you know, is, Clay re- is a world-class promoter, and I love that we'll even be like, be like, oh man, like this story out of Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City, another one of the fifteen uh, markets <laughs> number one we are number in one in the country. We just want to say thank you to everybody in Salt Lake City for making us number one of all radio shows in the nation. And that goes right in this story. Dude, he does it. He's like the Terminator. It's like well, programming you know his brain. When you run your own media business. You, you have to be so shameless to make people aware that you exist. You, that have, to, you, you gotta have to do what you gotta do. Because otherwise nobody will know. And so now we have a big, you know, we're in 500 stations or whatever, and I can't turn off the, hey, let me promote. We have a PR guy now at OutKick. Yeah. And like, I'm totally blown away by the fact that we have a guy whose full-time job is to try to get attention. Because when you're starting literally at zero, You've got to do everything you can to make people aware that you exist. So he's picked up on like the shamelessness that required. Yeah, I gotta just go. How do you it, feel yeah. about that? I mean, spiritually, you know, um, as as long as we add to those station <laughs> stationless we have, I'm good with it, man. Whatever we got to do to get it I done. I was just reminded of something that when Clay has a couple of drinks, he does the slow blink. 
you do the slow blink. Oh, really? Start to slow down a little bit. Yeah, I do the slow blink too, but I can tell you'll be able to drive because you're... Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I'm ready. I'm actually going to get a haircut and I'm thinking about having him do a straight a straight shave right now. Oh, too. So, wow. This I'm could be the last here. media appearance I'm gonna, with a I'm beard. Gonna, I'm gonna, you know why, I love, you know why I love Donald Trump? Every time I see him, he goes, Buck Sexton, best hair in television. I was really like, I'm actually in radio, but I'll take it. I'll take it. You know, I love uh, the guy. Now we are. You guys are kind of have dinner with the with the big boss man over there, and then the whole Florida crew is having dinner. Florida squad's well. getting. And a now there are going to be pictures taken, and then the the crazy people of the internet are going to take these pictures, and they're going to say that we're coordinating things, we're working against certain people, working for people. But yeah, we're, we're just secret. Drinks. We actually are just hanging out, but we should put hashtag Illuminati, hashtag Bilderberg, hashtag. hashtag uh, DeSantis secret squad. Well, again, they, this is this is uh, this is the world that exists now because 2022, everybody's on the same team. Didn't go the way we wanted. Yeah. Right. Let's be fair for most races that were close. 2023 is the Alabama, Auburn, Michigan, Ohio State. You know, uh, Yankees, Red Sox, and then 2024, everybody will come back together and sing Kumbaya, and unless Trump decides to run as an independent, yeah, uh, then, and that, then everything would fall apart. But um, look, I mean. I think it's going to get really nasty throughout much of 23. And I don't think there's anything wrong. You guys are like, I don't yeah. think you should roll out. Of I don't think there's anything wrong with things getting nasty. Because I think ultimately what it does is Biden's not running against anybody, right? right? He's already an awful candidate. If they allow him to be on the stage with whoever emerges from the Republican primary. Well, I hate to tell you, he could, well... He could drop dead, or they could just kick him out. I mean, they're doing something with Gavin. Clearly, they are doing. They are he's, he's there is waiting in the right. wings. I think for emergency. Right. I don't even know. Which is what the vice president is supposed to right. but, I don't, yeah. but I don't even know technically how you do it. But it is clear that that thing is in motion. Where if Biden goes down or literally cannot speak or whatever it is, they're going to figure but out. You know, a way what we were to talking today. I think that they will, especially if Trump is a nominee. I think that they will say that they can't platform Trump, and that's the way they'll avoid Biden having to debate him. Because he's so he's toxic and such a threat. Oh, because he's a he's felon. A felon. He's yeah, a felon. that's what they're going to say. And the other question yeah. that I have that, that's out there floating around is, um, to what extent, as you know, this Biden ridiculousness continues to roll, to what extent might they, behind the scenes, start spending money to help Trump and attack DeSantis, Dude, like they did, like they did in 22, with you know they claim that Trump is this existential threat, but then everybody who supported him. Trump, they helped to. Bu- 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 so this who, is the who does MSNBC money. want? The guy that will get them views that cannot win, or the guy that will ignore them and win, right? And yeah, that's it's DeSantis. Very, it's very that, clear. That really is what this all yeah. boils down to. There's a otherwise they all said for four years. How many people do you know that said? Trump, you know, it's like, I like the policies and things are working, but I don't like the mean tweets and the attitude. Congratulations, you got DeSantis. I think he's 45 years old or 46 years old, three young kids, a good father, a good, a good. He's uh, everything the conservative movement says and has said for the 41 years of my life they want. That is where we are. Just putting that out there. I've enjoyed drinking tequila with you, fine fellow. Cheers. This is actually pretty good, by the way. This isn't some some backdoor swill we got here. I had never seen this bottle before, and I just went to the store on the way here. This was, who was it? Uh, Kevin Hart. This is Kevin Hart's Oh, that's cool. Good for him. Congrats to Mr. Hart. I wish he had been able to host the Oscars because he made a a joke, you know, 15 years ago. People were upset about that. No, no. He should be 
banned from human oh, society. Yeah. And uh, guys, the evening Canceled is going to continue. But yeah, we'll see you guys later. On camera. I'm actually so, going to drink then. So goodbye to you, fine people. And I'm sorry. Now, what's the show? And what are your names? Again? <laughs> your Clay Travis Buck, Buck Sexton show. We're on YouTube as well. We're on Rumble. Basically, if the platform exists, you should be able to find us somewhere in that vicinity. And they'll be somewhere in Miami Beach this evening. That's right. This shirt's not going to be able to hide. communication. Thanks for tuning in to The Rubin Report. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. If you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.